Oh. World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. We'll never forget this. Always run to the light, not away from it. I'm going to say that again. Always run to the light, not away from it. The reason I say that as we, as we kick off this morning is uh, some of you notice that here in the queue, we've become sort of like a, like a family. And we notice that some of our, uh, some, where, where's he been? Where's he been? Where's he been? And uh, it's always the same, seems to be the same when I follow up with them. Hey, what's going on? You doing okay? Yeah, coach. Yeah, and they'll give, they'll give me, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm having trouble here. And, uh, you know, you guys know what it is, right? And so I say, okay, cool. Good, good. Uh, where are you getting, where are you getting fed? Who's, who's, who are you, who are you hanging out with? And the answer is always the same. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. Dudes, run to the light. Don't run away from the light. And if things are happening in your life or things are going on even here in the huddle or in the queue that make you a little bit nervous, quit running away. Why, would, why do you run away? Deal with what it is in your own heart and come here where there's light. There's light here. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. There's a light at the end. Man, we all go through crap, man. We all go through it. Now, listen to me. This sound going to sound crazy. I've grown so much in the last four days. Huh? Are you kidding me? Pull up Romans chapter 5. Real quick, Spencer. I don't think I gave that to you. Pull up, I think it's Romans chapter 5. Yeah, yeah, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith. We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice and hope in the glory of God. And not so only, but we glory in problems. We glory when things get crappy. Why? Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience, and experience brings hope. Meaning what? I've been here before. I got through it before, right? With glory and tribulation, thank you, Lord, what you're taking me through here. It doesn't feel good. I'd rather not do it, but thank you, Lord. Thank you for the two-a-day practice. Thank you for the push-ups and the sit-ups. Thank you for the trying of my faith. Thank you, Lord. And patience brings experience, and experience brings hope. And hope makes us not ashamed. But the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. It was in due time. It was in due time. I thank God for the last four days. Stretched me more than maybe anything that's happened to me in, in a long, long time. And it had been easier for me to say, Lord, I'd rather not go through that. I'd, I'd really rather not go through that. Huh? Yeah. Oh, but goodness and mercy follows me. Goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life, right? And so I went through some crap, and now that path, I'm, I'm stronger for it. Stronger for it. I just want to encourage all of you. Hey, if you're going to leave, that's okay. Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going that you're going to get encouraged and built up and edified like you do here every morning by your brothers and sisters in Christ? Where are you going? Folks, I'm going to tell you something. That's the enemy. That's the enemy. Trying to, I'm just telling you. And if you're not smart enough to see that, I, 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 don't, know, I, don't, know what to, I don't know what to say. 
So I want to encourage you. I got, I got a great, I really, really laid something heavy on me today. I want to, want to be able to share with us. Um, how do I say, I, I don't want to, I just want, I want to say the obvious. I don't, I don't want to sound arrogant. Sorry, Chad, I'm scratch, scratching my face again. The things that the Holy Spirit has given me, friends, I, it's, uh, it's almost overwhelming to me. I want you to know that today. It's overwhelming. That's the glory. Where'd that come from? Where'd that, where'd that, what? Where'd that, where'd that thought come from, Lord? Really? You want me to go there? You want me to, really? Because as soon as you lose the right and the ability to ask questions, you might as well be dead. As soon as you lose the ability to say what you really think, you might as well be dead. If they can control your thoughts and they can control your tongue, you, you ain't no good to anybody. I want to try to share with you today and help you to understand that that's exactly what's going on. That's why Jesus Christ himself told us to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of what we know about him and bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And there's nothing, oh my goodness, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and where the government is, there's tyranny. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord isn't in the government. You, are, you, are, you, are you swimming upstream with me here? Because it is what we're all doing. We're all swimming upstream. We've all been so entangled in the government and governmental affairs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not just the, not just the USA government. Oh, no, 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 no. Some of you are caught up in that Baptist government and in that Presbyterian government. And some of you are caught up in that Lutheran government. Some of you are caught up in that non-denation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you the truth for today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into all that stuff here. Uh, I want to acknowledge, golly. I want to uh, I uh, I acknowledge, again, the hard work that, uh, that Mel's doing and Craig and, and JR are doing with the, the uh, natural family. In fact, I hope, put that up there real quick, number one. I pray that you go out and uh, sign that pledge. Sign the pledge at the, at the uh, natural, my brain going, going a thousand different directions. Put it up there. Yes. So, sign the pledge. At least do that. At least sign the pledge. At least do that. And share with others and ask them to sign the pledge. Natural Family Month. Because we're launching that. We're moving forward with it. There's action steps. See, you can sit around and you can gripe and moan and complain, or you can get off your butt and try to do something. And I salute JR and Mel and everybody that's involved with this thing because we're trying to do something here. And I believe it's the first offensive shot across the bow that the church has the opportunity to get involved with and do. So I, uh, boom, go there, do that. All right. Oh, golly, Lord, that's so much today. We don't even know who we are anymore. We don't, we don't even know who we are. By the way, thank you very much. Declan's doing great. Doing great. Uh, it's uh, deepened me. You're you're carrying your prayers, but I, I made a. I gave the indication yesterday that OJ and Dorita's grandson had died. That was not. That's not what. I went back and watched the, the tape. I didn't say that. A relative in their family had died as well. It was not. It was not OJ and Dorita's grandchild. Praise the Lord. But not praise the Lord that it was anybody's grandchild, right? But I want to make sure that you understand that, that it wasn't. But Linda Studer did, in fact, lose a a grandson, 20, 25-year-old grandson. That's why I feel, you know, that's why I feel so bad when you come in and you start to say, thank you, Lord, for protecting my grandson, and it didn't protect somebody else's grandson. Nobody can explain those kind of things, can they? Nobody can. But we know that everybody in this queue are bearing burdens. We know they are. Everybody is. And uh, I was having, I was having a, a, a text back and forth this morning with our, with our old buddy Lorna out there. And uh, she's someplace out there in the East Coast, out there where they're crazy. New Hampshire or something like that. I know where you are, Lorna. And she, we're, we had a back, back and forth. Why, why, again, why are we, why are we, as a body of Christ, so ineffective. How could less than 1% of the population 
control the minds of 99.5% of those in regards to transgenderism and all the, all this deviancy. What the, how can they do that? And if they can do that, why can't we? You say, well, coach, they're demonically powered. Yeah, but we're, we're Holy Spirit powered. The heck's going on here? Why are we so ineffective? This natural family foundation, this natural family month, that ought to take us about two weeks to have that go national. But it won't. It won't. Why? Oh, because we we uh, we all disagree, man. We don't we don't uh, we don't agree on stuff. Man, oh man, oh man. I guess I see a couple hands want to get in here. I'm trying to say, Lord, is that Okay, I'm going to bring. I'm going to let these guys say something, then I'm moving on. Move on. Go. I'm prompting the Holy Spirit. Go ahead, Brad. Well, the reason why they're not in the locker room, Coach, you can't go play the game in the fall if you aren't practicing daily. Everybody here, you know what Coach is leading. Nobody else is doing what he's doing. And if you're not sharing, inviting at least one person a week to watch Coach, come on, get in the game. Thanks, Brad. Jeff. Yeah, I was at Dairy Queen last night, and it was a lesbian couple in there. And uh, I, I, on the, after I got my stuff and go out because my dog's in the car, and the, the the feminine, excuse me, the masculine female stared at me so intensely. The thing is, the question is, uh, you need to be trained and learn how to break the ice, how to it be effective in a way of communication, body language, uh, verbal, and so forth. Thank you. Judah. We are winning, Coach. Oh, God, are we ever winning. I'm going to get into that. We are winning, man. We're at the five-yard line, and we're getting ready to move in across the goal line. And we have got the goal line offense in, and we are taking ground every step of the way. And, you know, Natural Family Month, it's awesome. Yeah. Every time we go into these places, we see people putting up the agenda, the woke agenda for the Pride Months and all this other type of stuff. Families, literally, I saw a lady yesterday uh, walk in the store and she put her hand over her kid's eyes. Mm. And the public is aware. And it's the TV. People just got to cut off the TV. And you know what? I believe it. I confess it. Coach Dave Live, maybe at one point, I don't know if a satellite channel don't know if it's a network family channel. Maybe it's part of Brighteon. Brighteon goes national and all the way across the all the way across the United States with a massive funding of uh, Patriots, Ohio Brett's funding. Massive mm-hmm. people decide, you know what? God just decided to fund them, and we are going to have. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's coming, baby. I'm I'm with you. It's coming, Jack. There's nobody else after Jack. I, I'm going somewhere today. It's just an interlude. Go ahead, Jack. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to ask Mel to check the counter on the uh, pledge site because it didn't go up as much as I expected it to because I've been watching it pretty close because I've been sharing it around. And I had a couple of people say that they signed up, and I don't see those numbers increase. So hopefully there's a lot more than it's, than the 661 or two that's already that, that it shows. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. We gotta we, have to, we gotta we gotta continue to spread the word, all right? Now look, I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna oh, yeah, get it out there. I, I wanna show you a couple of clips. Not, not not all of them, but I wanna want you to understand the power of unity. Friend, listen to me. Oh Lord Jesus, help us, Lord. Lord, how do you want me to present this? Okay, okay. Um Pull up number uh, number nine, a Christian chart email. It's a standalone email. Pull it up. Because, friends, are you looking at me? Please tell me. that you, Before I get this, I'm going to tell you something. Listen, hear me, please. The greatest hindrance to American Christianity is denominationalism. The very word itself, the very word itself, denominate, means to divide. Divide. And we know what Jesus said, right? Jesus, well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Let's go to... Uh, Seven. Pull up number seven real quick. Pull up number seven. You go through the scriptures, and you look how many times, in fact, specifically Jesus in, was it Luke, Matthew 7, Luke 17, that the Lord Jesus says that we might all be one. 
that we might all be one. We ain't one. We ain't one. Scroll down a little bit. There's some Bible verses. I'm not going to go through all of them. And they're not King James. Go on down, go on down, go on down. First Corinthians. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. How many different denominations are there? Somebody help me out. What did we say the other day? 65,000 denominations or something like that. In, in direct violation of what the word says. Finally, brothers and sisters, re- rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Acts 4.32. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that they had any of the possessions were their own, but they shared everything that they had. Ephesians 4. Churches don't even talk to other churches. To be made new in attitudes of your mind. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, nor Baptist, nor Methodist, nor Lutheran, no Pentecostal, no Presbyterian. No, are you with me? Is anybody out there with me? Huh? Look, mm. look at the homos, how tight they fight together. Look, look how less than one half of the population yeah. is driving the education of your children and my children. Why? Because we ain't one. We're not one. And can I tell you something else? It all is designed by the enemy. Evil men have crept in unaware. And what have they done? They've grabbed the control of the minds of the people in the pew. Now, I'm going to tell you something. One of the most communist, that's not the right word. One of the most, uh, uh, what is it when somebody's in, one guy's in charge. One of the most restricted area of speech and thought is Sunday morning in church. Somebody say amen. Somebody amen. say amen. Are you amen. free to stand up amen. in the middle of church and say what you amen. think? Are you free to stand up and ask a question about what's going on in church? No. Are you free to stand up and say, hey, pastor, why don't we teach? Why don't we teach and talk about the gifts of the spirit? Are you free to do that? Hell, it's like being in, it's like being in the Supreme Court. You only get a chance to say something when you're called on to witness. Other than that, sit there, shut your mouth, don't get involved, swallow hard. Am I talking to anybody other than me today? Boom. We're not all one. We can't even get to freaking church to, do, to figure out whether or not cutting a guy's ding-dong off is a good or a bad thing. Little kids, talking about little kids, we can't even get the church to stand up and fight back against that. Why? Because evil men have crept in unaware, and through their denomination, they have taught you to sit there, shut up, and not say a word. And by amen, hey, Chad, I'm not looking for affirmation. I'm showing you something. Okay, are you ready? What did, what did I say pull up there first? And then I didn't get to it. I went someplace else. Go back. Oh, there's another. There it is. So Jesus built one church in A.D. 33. Matthew 16, 18. In Acts 2.47, then people broke away to make their own. Gnosticism started in 100 A.D. Roman Catholicism started in 325 A.D. Greek Orthodox, they probably broke away because they didn't agree with somebody, right? So they started their own thing in 1054. Then the Lutherans said, well, let's get our own thing going. Then the Anabaptists said, well, we might as well too. And then the, then the Anglicans, and then the Calvinism became, and then the Mennonites, and then the Presbyterians, and then the Baptists, and then the Amish, and then the Methodists, and then the Seventh-day Adventists, and then Mormonists, and then the Disciples of Christ, and the Southern Baptist Convention, and then Jehovah's Witnesses, and Holy Movements. And the truth of the matter is, you, there is, are you looking at me? There is zero liberty in the church today. No liberty in the church. Anybody want to argue with me? There is no liberty in the church. And Jesus said, we will be one. And people don't even feel comfortable about going into a church that is not their denomination. And they don't even know what makes their denomination different from another denomination. They've just been trained like little puppies to come in on your leash, sit down on your chair, pant for a little bit of food, and go home. Anybody with me? Huh? You may be able to lick somebody on the way out. You can, huh? Right? There's no power. There's no power in it. By the way, the biblical names of the church, there's only one church, Galatians 1, 6 through, pull up Galatians 1, 6 through 8. Pull that up. And then Romans 16, 16. I'm on a warpath today. I should have worn my other clothes. 
Galatians 1 through 6 says what? I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not on, it isn't even another one. But there are some that trouble you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And there are other gospels being preached. Oh, there's a gospel of submission. There's a gospel of not getting involved. There's a gospel of the All types of different gospels. Because there are other gospels. Because he said any other gospel. So there must be another one. Wow. Interesting. What's the other one then? What's the other verse they say there? Say, Coach, you talk about the same stuff all the time. I know I do. I know I do. Romans 16, verse 6. 16, salute one another. The churches of Christ salute you. Is that what it said? Then I saw a guy the other day said that uh, uh, the church of God's not a denomination. I about fell out of my, what? Church of God's not a denomination. Try to sell your church. If you had a church of God, try to sell it without the approval of the overseers of the church. Somebody give me a thumbs up. Somebody give me a, quit fooling yourself. Quit fooling yourself. Go back to that page. So the biblical names, I'm trying to equip you today. Biblical names of the church, church of Christ, body of Christ, bride of Christ, the way, household of God, church of God, church of the living God, church of the firstborn, kingdom of God. Hmm. Okay. So go to number two, because I'm going to show you quickly here the power of unity on the devil's team. We can't, it started at the two-minute mark, we can't agree with nothing. And I want you to listen to the power of unity to the devil's kids. Go ahead and play it. Start at the two-minute mark. What about him? Everybody's, that's called McCarthyism. That's red baiting. And so this is, they put, so I guess someone over at Super Deluxe Cuts figured this out, and they put this together. Here we go. Donald Trump's done. He's done. There's no question about that. He's done. Breaking news. A bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for President Trump. Today was a turning point. A turning point. We're at a turning point here. The beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. The beginning of the end. Yeah, breaking news. We have another bombshell. Mike Pence might have to assume the office of the presidency. The call for impeachment. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in on him. All the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. Breaking news. A new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. The beginning of the end of the Trump presidency. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this a tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. This is the beginning of the end today. The beginning of the end. It reminds me a lot of the last days of Nixon. Breaking news tonight, new bombshell. This is the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. The walls are closing in. The walls closing in. The walls closing in. Breaking overnight bombshell. This is a very dramatic day, and I think it might be near a tipping point. Do you think this is a tipping point? This is unbelievable. This is remarkable. Have you ever seen anything like this? His presidency is crippled. December 1st, 2017, you can mark it down. This is the day that everything changed. We begin with... Mark it down. <laughs> you can mark it down. We're not even into the new year We're yet. not even to 2018, not even to 2018. And none of these people are embarrassed. None of them are embarrassed. None of them are ridiculed. None of them are called okay, conspiracy theorists. Right none there. of them. You know why? The because... Here's the point. Here's the point. They are unified in their hatred of Donald Trump. Do you, do you see this, friends? Do you see this? Now ask yourself, is the church unified in their support of Donald Trump? Hell no, no, we're arguing about what, oh, he's not pure enough for us, right? And then, look, I'm not, I don't want to get into the Donald Trump debate. That's not, that's not my point. You're seeing here the power of Luciferian unity. That's what you're seeing. Since 2017, what year is this? 2023, for six years, they have been singing the same song in unison together across the entire spectrum. Yes or no? That's because it's an easy song, Coach. It's What's an that? easy song. It's an easy song. We're an easy target. Well, it's an e- well, by the way, how's our team doing? How's our team doing? Yeah. Well, actually, uh, we're winning, but we have no communication. Okay, so I'm not done. So let's go to the second one. Three. I, I'll make these available to all of them, okay? Yes, Mel. They are rewarded for what they're doing. They are unified in their common hatred. Now, who knows why, whether it would be money, power, influence, what, whatever whatever it is, whatever. We can't even get the church to agree we shouldn't be killing babies or cutting off penises. We can't even get the church to agree with that because it may not line up with their doctrine. And don't you dare bring it up in church. Amen. We don't mix the secular and the sacred here. 
All right. I showed some of you this yesterday. You talk about propaganda. This is 13 minutes long. I'm not going to play all 13 minutes. Coach, what are you doing? I want you to understand that the enemy is singing the same song. They are all on the same page of music, and they're all singing it in harmony together. And Jesus Christ himself said to us, I wish that you would all be one. In fact, it says in Psalm 133 (coughs) that where there is unity, God will command the blessing. Could it be that we're not getting any blessing because there is no unity? How does Christ bless this mess? Amen. Boom. 63,000 different denominations who don't even agree that Catholics are hated by the Baptists, the Baptists hate the Lutherans, the Lutherans hate the the Mormons, the Mormons hate the Episcopalians. Everybody's got their own truth, as Oprah Winfrey would say to us. And we can't even lay down our swords against each other for the advancement of the kingdom of God. That'd be a good place for somebody to say amen. 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 Okay, go ahead and play this. One point, put it at 1.5 speed. We're not going to watch it all. Say, Coach, what's the theme here? The theme here is they are all in one accord and we are not. And the theme also here is the greatest uh, hindrance to the advancement of the kingdom of God is denominationalism. I'm going to keep going. Go ahead and play this. I've come into this country unvaccinated, but world-class tennis players are not. <laughs> you know... It's a sunny Monday morning here, and it's epic. Yeah, well, move a minute ahead. Move a that. minute ahead. He's going to tell us what's going on. Move, start right there. That's good. Correct on our side. Good. Of course. Here you go. We want to make sure that people can discern the truth from the misinformation. And we want to make sure that everyone understands that no one's safe till everyone's safe. No one is 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 safe. Nobody is safe. This is a post 9 11 axiom. Safer, but not yet safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe from COVID 19 until everyone is safe. If the whole world isn't safe, none of us are safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe until we're all safe. Health experts have been saying nobody is safe. Nobody is safe until everybody is safe. Nobody is safe. Science is clear. None of us are safe. There is no safety. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe until everyone is safe. No one's safe. Nobody is safe. Nobody's safe. No one's safe. We'll never be safe until we're all safe. We are never going to be safe. 99. 0.5% of people are safe and will survive COVID-19. Uh, the only positive thing out of this is we should be able to manufacture a lot of vaccines and nobody will be safe if not everybody is vaccinated. You don't have a choice. As long as not everybody is vaccinated, nobody will be safe. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. So get the fucking vaccine. You need to get vaccinated. And if you don't, you are going to die. I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know who they are. The unvaccinated people. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. If you are the unvaccinated, you are the problem. You're the f- condemn them, shame them, blame them. The only people that you can blame, the unvaccinated. Frankly, we can't trust the unvaccinated. They should not be part of polite society. The lunatics who won't take COVID vaccines. Walking around lawfully unvaccinated. That's psychotic. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You don't have the right to contaminate someone. You can't go around pointing a gun in somebody's face, which is what it is when people are unvaccinated. They are all idiots and losers. This is a real movement in this country against the unvaccinated. Jennifer Aniston is cutting non-vaccinated people out of her life. Unrepentant, unvaccinated. They should be removed from the hospital. Those who refuse to be vaccinated should be denied. Denied healthcare. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're... Some doctors are saying they'll refuse treatment for people who choose not to get the shot. Why are hospital and ICU resources going to them? Morons who will not get the shot. The unvaccinated clowns. Idiots who think that they can do their own research. Don't do any of your own research. Yes, do your own research yeah. associated with... This goes on and on and on and on and on. And I want to ask yourself one simple question. Did the churches listen to these guys? For the most part, yes. Yes, they did. Huh? They even held clinics for vaccinations. They're, 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 they're saying that those who didn't get vaccinated, which would be me, don't deserve medical treatment, don't deserve food, deserve to be locked up. Can't you see what's going on? Can't you see the power of, can't you see, see the power of demonic unity and their, their ability to brush away all the truth of the gospel? Because pastors, Church leaders, average American Christians are being programmed by these folks, and we don't even know it. Slow it down a minute. Put it at regular. I want to play two more minutes of it, Spencer. Folks, I want you to swallow this. Swallow this. Go ahead. 
with conspiracy your own theories. Listen to this. This go-it-alone approach, doing your own research. That can have serious consequences. You should get prison time for even questioning the vaccines. Can we all stop saying, I need to do my own research? That phrase, do your own research, four words. Four little words that are hurting America. Doing your own research hurts America. Everybody has a supercomputer in their hand that empowers them to do their own research. And that's the problem. You must not do your own research. I need to do my own research. I don't understand what that means. I'm doing my own research. You can't do your own research unless you're a scientist. Don't do your own research. Maybe you've told yourself you're playing it safe. You just want to wait and see since this is a new vaccine. No. Roll the up and get the vaccine. Unvaccinated people spread the virus. Get the vaccine, you dope. Don't be a Get yourself vaccinated. That's just all there is to it. There's no excuse. No excuse for being unvaccinated. There's no rational and no emotional argument that adds up against getting your damn shot. There just isn't. But you made a conscious decision not to get the vaccine. I also have natural immunity. So for me, personally, this vaccine poses a greater risk than a benefit. I'm also not a risk to any of you. Let's look at the science. So we see that the natural infection is given greater protection or slightly greater protection than vaccination. This is a vaccine that was created to prevent severity of disease and to prevent hospitalizations. But the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID and does not prevent you from transmitting COVID. Oh, my COVID. goodness. Reality, no, we have that's seen that. not so. Come on. No, You've been at Fox TV too long. You have to enjoy I just so really again, don't think that we again, should allow Sonny, this kind of misinformation. Okay, you can get it, you get it, don't you? You understand it? Right? And friends, I want to ask you something. As... as Jesus Christ himself, if he's sitting down and he is looking, it's, it would be like you watching one of your children go over and swim in the sewer. And he's watching his church, who have the truth, be influenced by this. He must be scratching his head thinking, what is going on? Because why? We're not all one. We're not all one. We don't understand the truth. We have forgotten who we are. I got to pull this up real quick. I'll open it up here in a second. Hang on a minute. Uh, pull up. Uh, no, we forgot who we are. Pull it up there. Oh, yeah. Don't talk about this. Don't dare talk about the Crusades. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Ten reasons why the Knights Templar were history's fiercest fight. Folks, Christianity's roots. All right. How do you think the gospel of Jesus Christ was expanded. Was it by setting up soup kitchens? Did they did they did they land at Plymouth Rock and set up soup kitchens and feed the Indians and lead them to is that how is that how it was done? Is that how it was done? Ten reasons why the Knights Templar were history's fiercest fighters. Going down quickly, quickly. Number one, they created a brand new model of a holy warrior. Boy, we could use that again. Two. They didn't joke around when it came to discipline. Three, they refused to ever surrender. They were strategic thinkers as well as zealous fighters. For poor nights, they were unbelievably rich, and they put their money where their mouth was. Six, they were full-service financial services group. In other words, they took care of one another. They didn't go to the government to bail their friends out. Mm-hmm. They understood how the enemy institutions operated. We don't. So we think the government is, they, we still think it's got government of, by, and for the people. We still believe that. They were so powerful that a king went to war against them. Their downfall was as dramatic as the rest of their story. Number 10. They remained influential long after they were gone. That's what I want to do. You want to remain influential long after you're gone? That's why I'm pouring it into my children and my grandchildren. You will be. And that's why I stand up and speak up and say, folks, you've got, we've got to get this. Why does the other side realize the importance of teaching your children their doctrines and their beliefs? Why do we fund it and put our kids in there? Why do we put our kids in Caesar's schools and surprise they come out little atheistic Romans? Can somebody explain that one to me? The greatest battle in the world is your child trying to survive 12 years of public education. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. You don't have to. 
met the enemy and it's us. Met the enemies. Go to number four quickly, and then I'm going to open it up. Oh, I'm on. I'm on a. I'm on a rampage. On my Facebook page, I, I posted this the other day. Uh, scroll down. There are a lot of good ones. By the way, stop right there. There's a great post, isn't it? If there are more than two genders, why does reassignment surgery only offer two choices? <laughs> good one, coach. Scroll on down. That's going down. Going down. Huh? Obama's the president should be in jail. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Stop right there. I've, I've never, ever posted anything that had more reaction than this in all my time on Facebook. Are denominations biblical? Asking for a Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, Church of God, etc. Friends, this thing blew up. Because, oh, are you going to say it, Coach? Yeah, I'll say it. Yeah, I'll say it. What's the difference between joining the Lutheran church and the Masons? Somebody said that to me the other day. One runs the other. I didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer. And why is it when you get baptized in the, I don't care, the church of God, church of God in Christ, church of God in Christ, whatever, you get baptized, you're one of them for life. You're one of the, you're a Catholic for life, baby. You're a Baptist for life, baby. Huh? You're a Lutheran for life. You're a Methodist for life. Can I tell you the truth? It's all control. All control. Mm, Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And there ain't liberty in none of them. Come on in, uh, Kevin. All right. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, Jeff Cooner had a caller on the phone, and he was making a very similar point that, that you are right now, except that it was in political terms. But it doesn't matter because this is a problem that plagues the right, whether you're talking conservatives or Christianity. He said, if you take six conservatives and you put them in a room together for an hour, at the end of that hour, they're going to walk out with six different political parties. Mad at each other. Mad at right, each other. Mad at each other, right. And if you put six different Christians in a room for an hour, they're going to walk out at the end of the hour with six different denominations. Okay, so it's like, you know, he, he finished it off by this point. He said, and he was talking about the opposition, whether it's the left or Satan side, it doesn't matter. Okay, they're organized, they're disciplined, and they're unified. Boom. And they don't put up with traitors. You preach the party line, period. You know what the problem is? There ain't no party line in Christianity. Not anymore. Come on in, Mel. Spencer, pull up Hebrews 8, verse 10. Um, I'm reading from a, a different translation, but let me just read it. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and inscribe them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they will be my people. So it is about control, coach. And the reason that we get this propaganda in our mind from the enemy is that he's trying to fill the mind when really we should be you know, filling our mind with the law. And what I'm seeing happen is that people that are, you know, out of the four walls reading the Bible for themselves, they're filling their mind, you know, as God described with what the Bible says, with the law, with the covenants. And and we're coming out with a different conclusion. And that's how we build unity. You know, we can say that we want to be unified. We want to be of one accord, but until we actually get his laws and his commands on our heart inside us, then we're going to naturally agree and we're going to come together and we'll come together naturally because it'll be inside of us. Thank you. Yes, I couldn't agree more, Mel, but right. The church can't even decide whether we should get involved. Should we get involved with government? Should we get involved with uh, against homosexuality? Should we get involved with trans? Should we? We can't even. We have no game plan. We can't even. We can't even come together on what uh, play. That mainstream news program and this that's still occurring is extremely effective. I yes. just talked to a, a a guy that was like a brother to me known him since the second grade we were just like brothers and i talked to him yesterday and we're living totally different lives his wife's a public school teacher and he told me he bought a king ranch truck one of those expensive king ranch trucks and i said what'd you do that for and he he said it was because everybody was dying around him all these people that are our age are dying and he didn't and he has absolutely no clue whatsoever that there's a jab that's killing people. 
So why did he buy a car? Because people were dying, Clay. What was? Because he thought maybe he's coming up next. You know, <laughs> time's running out. Got to get what? Got to get the earthly things before I leave this world. Does he go to church? Probably goes to church. Probably an elder. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jeff Clyde coming in. Good example. Hey, hey folks. Hey folks. You don't get this crap anyplace else, do you? Uh, come on, man. You, you don't hear this anywhere else. Go ahead, Jeff. Good example of unity and commitment. Them crazy far-left wacko Democrats have been on that public square since 2016. It's since 2022 every Saturday at 1 o'clock with their signs. Never miss. It's just, but they're same old song and dance. They're committed to it, aren't they, Jeff? They're committed to their faith. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the, oh, the power of unity. If we could figure it out. Myra. Yes, Coach. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. First Timothy 4, 1, 2, 3. Now the Spirit speaketh speak expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which the, God has created. The church created doesn't even talk about marriage anymore. The church <laughs> doesn't even encourage people to get married and have babies. They say you can't afford it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you, you're right. Um, so finishing that uh, Bible verse, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats with God have created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Hallelujah. What, what Thank was that? You. Does anybody know the first commandment given to man? Anybody know what it was? Not the Ten Commandments. Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. That was the first commandment given to man. Well, are we teaching that in the church? Uh, do, you, do you go to church? Wherever you go to church, does your pastor ever get up there and tell the young people, get married and have children? Did they ever do that? that? That see, that's one of my fears with the natural family month. They're not even going to want to go there. They're not. Going, oh my goodness, that's controversial. Oh no, no, we're overpopulated. We've got global warming. We can't. We can't do that, right? Hang on, Matthew fifteen, verse nine. Bring it up for me real quick. I'll get to you, Jack. Hang on. Matthew 15, verse 9, says, But in vain do they go to church on Sunday and worship their denomination with teaches for doctrines the commandments of men. For in vain. What does vain mean? It could mean two things. For no purpose. For no effect. For no, doesn't matter. Putting all your energy into it for nothing. So they go to church and they worship me. But they're not really worshiping me because they're teaching the doctrines of the church that men came up with and started denominationalism. Oh, I'm pissing them off today. It's the truth. Hey, Jack McCarthy, will you live out there in the middle of nowhere? How many different churches do you suppose there are in your church, in your in your little town, Jack? What's the name of your town up there? I live in the town of Woodland, and there's we're a little tiny town. Next to us is Washburn. Next to us is Caribou. Next to us is Parham. And there's probably, oh, there's probably 30 churches. Yeah, yeah. Do they ever Don't get together? Time. Do they ever get together and have a huddle? Almost never. Once never. in a great while. Once, But, you know. One of the things that you just you just touched on, Coach, they get it backwards, and it's real simple. Mar- uh, have children and get married. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's the other way around. Get married and then have children. Oh, wait. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> have children and get married. We can't even get that right. We can't they, even get they, that right. Just no. Jack, Jack not only can that, they get it right, we don't even teach it, folks. We don't even teach it. Now, look, I'm not going to try to pick a scab here, but a scab may get picked, Okay. 
many of my friends. And when I use the term many, it's more than 10 and less than 100. I don't have that many friends. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Many of my friends are my age and they don't have any grandchildren. How can, how can that Epidemic. possibly be? Epidemic. Can somebody explain to me how that can possibly be? Other than the direct failure of the church to do the command of God to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. We ought to, see, that was a philosophy, I believe. That was the philosophy of the Catholic Church back in the day. Remember when birth control was illegal? If you were a cat, you saw a big family. What was the joke? What was the big joke when you saw a big family? Oh, they're Catholic. What was the big joke? Well, the Catholic Church said what? No birth control. And we they taught us that Catholic Church said no birth control because it honored God, which it did. But really, they wanted a lot of Catholics so the Catholics could be in control. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you the truth, right? Uh, so have a lot of Catholics, and then we'll be able to control politics. And we'll be able to control everything. And uh, in fact, we'll start our own Catholic schools. And they've been going. How long have they had Catholic schools before it ever dawned on Christians to have a Christian school? And then a lot of people won't send their kid to the Christian school because of uh, they don't know what the theology and the doctrine might be at that school. So they dare not put their kids in there. So they put them in public school, where they know the doctrine of the public school. And not one pastor in 10, not one pastor in 100 will speak out against the public schools. Amen. Huh? We're our own worst enemy, man. We're our own worst enemy. Let me me scroll back here. Come on, somebody come on in here. Let me scroll back here. I lost my page. I went fishing for something. Somebody, somebody jump in here. Yes, coach, hey, coach. But you let me have... let me finish up one thing. Okay. That ahead, thing the, the clip the clip that you played where the, the optics were so obvious and we don't even know how to facilitate we don't know how to use that. We're, if we can't win, we don't want to play. We're like a bunch of spoiled brats. They played that to the nth degree and it worked. The optics of oh, this is his last day, this is the final thing, this is the last straw. We try to do that to imp- and impeachment. Well, if we can't, we don't, there's no sense in bringing charges and, and articles of impeachment if we can't win. What the heck? The articles of impeachment is the win every time. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And we don't know. We don't know how to fight anything. If we can't win, we don't get our trophy and go home. We're nuts. Amen. So let me ask you another question. It's really, really a dangerous question, but it's a question we all have to ask ourselves. I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll wait right now. I want someone someone right now to make the Christian argument for paying taxes. I'll wait. Go ahead. Can somebody please convince me, make the Christian argument for paying taxes? Render unto Caesar what, render unto Caesar what Caesar deserves. Uh, that's, right. old. That's, that's the argument, right? Yes. So the question becomes two things. Okay, uh, what belongs to Caesar and what belongs to God? Do our children belong to Caesar? Huh? Yeah. Does your hard-earned money belong to Caesar? What? Hey, hey, Coach, in that scripture verse, when Jesus said, "Give to Caesar what due to what is, give to Caesar what is due to Caesar, and give to God what is due to God," Jesus was letting them know when they handed him the coin. That the man-made things belong to them, but he was paying the price he with, was. with his own self for the pe- for God's people, and he was the payment for it. So you're, it wasn't about tithing versus no, taxes; no, no, no. it was about Jesus paying his life for us to be adopted into the kingdom of heaven. And that's what that whole scripture was about. It was also about him saying, "What belongs to me." And what belongs to the world? That's what he was saying. And he exactly. said, "Exactly. If, if you think exactly. that's Caesar's, then you give it to him. It's up to you, dude. Yeah, huh. you, you tell. You mean to tell me I don't own the finances? I own the cattle on a thousand hills. But if you think Caesar owns that coin, then you go ahead and give it to him." By the way, uh, Laura Ann, I, I listened uh, to your prayer after the show yesterday. I want you to know I wept. I appreciate it so much. Roger, come on in. Oh, back on the denominations. Don't mean to switch too quick, but that's all right. 
is the general premise on the queue, and, and I agree that denominations have divided us. Yes. So then, the, then one would say, if we didn't have denominations, we would be unified. And I, I don't think we would be unified with that. We're not with them, but I don't think it would just wake up one morning if there was no denominations and we would be unified. I just think, I don't know if that would be the result. What are your thoughts, Q? Well, we get along pretty good in here, don't we, Rod? We get along well, pretty yeah, good but there, yeah, I, I would, I would say overall, yes, yes, yes. But we've also not, you know, the rubber meets the road. We don't allocate money. We don't. There's things that we don't do that would probably be a little bit in disagreement. Yeah. Um, but I think human nature and, and the, the fallenness of man, if we had no, if we had just the church, I think there still would be certain spirits within the church that would not unify. Oh, I couldn't agree. Look, but in, in non-essentials, uh, what's, what's the Bible say? Liberty. 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 Let's not go to war over it. Don't go to war over the rapture, for heaven's sakes. That's a non-essential. By the way, I've got the five essentials. Pull that up there. Number eight, the essentials of the Christian doctrine. We don't, we don't even know what those are. What are the essentials? The deity of Christ. Just go through it quickly. Here, in order, this is the essential doctrine to being a Christian. The deity of Christ, number one. Scroll on down. These are other explanations of it. Number two, uh, Jesus is the proper object of our faith. Number three, the doctrine of the deity of Christ. Uh, no, no, we're in the we're in the minutia now. Going down, going down. Number two, the deity of Christ, salvation by grace. Number three, resurrection of no, no. Keep going. Keep going. We never go on a crazy. Okay, our resurrection of Christ. Okay, okay, cool. The essentials. If we agree on the essentials, we ought to be able to fellowship with everybody. We don't agree on the essentials. We don't agree on it. God's God, not government. We don't agree. Gene, come on in, Gino. Oh, well, I can go with different different directions here. Uh, I know... Like my sons, I fight them. We gotta have a government. No, we're governed. We're governed by God. If we followed God's laws, we would not need this government. No, we would What's not that? need it. Everything would be taken care of. Look what by the church. So look what happened to the government in 1947 when they declared the separation between the church and the state. Look how the government grew from that point. Right up until that. The problems were handled within the church. So the church, hey, God, out of here, God. Supreme Court boots God out. Government grows. Because why? Nature abhors a vacuum. Because we have gotten away. Our court system makes the laws now. They go by rules. We've just been going through court systems with my friend. They go by rules. They don't go by law. Law is made by our Congress, not by judges, but judges are making their own laws. Amen, baby. (laughs) We're getting it, right? Amen. Dale. I'm sorry, Coach. took me a minute there. So Washington, D.C., which is a wicked, nefarious club, and we're stuck paying the dues. Brother. But here's the fact, though. Saul was the first representation of earthly government, and God never designed for that to be. Saul was the beginning of it. What was the end of Saul's life? It was not a good thing. And brother, that's exactly what it is. And the church, brother, the church, this is this is why this is what it is, and I enjoy it, is because they gathered together daily, breaking bread and fellowshipping. That's why what you have here, you have different ideologies on what the eschatologies of the church right so that's because you gather together like a family and that's what it's all about my church is like a family also we gather together not just on sundays we're meeting all different times through the week because it is like family and when we treat it like that brother the secondary the secondary things no longer hold the weight they're just ideologies amen i'm with you dude angie come on in 
Yeah, I, I wanted to piggyback on what Jean was talking about, about these whole, the whole courts and the whole system. I mean, they're not even really going by what our Supreme Law of the Land is. They go by case study opinion. They don't yep. even go by the rules and the laws. It's all driven by case studies. The last hundred years has really seen a complete dismantling of our, our true rule of law, which is the Constitution for this country. Um, and, and they've completely dismantled that. And it's all now ran by opinion. Lawyers are taught about case law and opinions. They're not taught constitutional law. They don't study the original intent of the law. They don't study them the founding uh, documents or any of that kind of stuff. It's all rant. So that's when you have no law running your country. They're just, it's everybody's opinions on the law. That's where you're going to get it. And it's the same thing with the church. It's everybody's opinion on what's going on versus what is actually written down and studying that out. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't agree. That's why I said I come back to what I said. Denominations are about control, folks. They're about control. Jack, come on in. I'm looking for the scriptures in Essentials Unity. I'm looking for that scripture. Come on in, Jack. Okay, what, one, of, one of the things that we need to understand, what, when you were referencing the idea of render under Caesar the things that are Caesar's, the reason he used that as an analogy was because they all understood that there was then a two-tiered currency system. And they knew that it was part of their life. So he used that. We have the same thing today, and people don't even get it. We have a Federal Reserve system, which is the Caesar's currency, and we have the United States currency from its origin, which is gold and silver coins. And see, we can't even have that discussion because people don't get it. And what I think it was Reggie or um, Michelle was just saying was people don't understand. We go by case law. But the people don't know the supreme law. They don't have any idea. They talk about the Constitution. You see, Hillary knows the Constitution and hates it. Trump loves the Constitution, but he doesn't know what it says because they haven't studied it. So, Jack, Jack, they print money out of thin air and then bind you up with interest. They, They didn't. It wasn't even anything. And they take this money that they just made and they loan it to you and you pay interest and you never get out of debt and they didn't produce anything but paper. All unlawfully. All unlawfully. Legally, but unlawfully. All unlawfully. All of it. Lorraine. Well, and the acronym for law is land, air, and water. So they're saying they own the land, the air, and the water. That belongs to God. And you're supposed to be ruled by it. Amen. We're supposed to be ruled by truth, aren't we? But what what is it? What do we what have we created? See, we've created this dichotomy of the government world and the church world. And they've told us that those two things are separate. And can I tell you? Every denomination in America believes that. Or they would be getting together and they would be raising up and running Christian candidates, openly Christian candidates. We would control, and I don't care what time, I'm thinking of little Lancaster, Ohio, Lancaster, Ohio. If all the churches got together and said, we were going to elect this guy mayor, this is our this is our Christian mayor, and all the churches agreed with it, and all the pastors said, this is our guy Christian we're putting in as mayor, would he be elected or not? Boom. Of course he would be. Of course he would be elected, right? But we don't get it. Craig, quickly. I mean, not quickly. I'm running out of time. Go, Craig. <laughs> uh, where does that interest go, Coach? <laughs> I, I can tell you. I can tell you if you want to know. If you don't sure, know tell where us. it goes. Sure. Okay. There's 12 reserve boards in the United States. And if you were one of the families that got to be part of the initial uh, reserve board, it goes to your family and your heritage. It was a closed system. You can't buy into it. It was just started at that particular time. That's why the New York Fed has got the Rockefellers and all these other big families. That's where the interest goes. It goes to their families and their heritage. Amen. What was the George? It does, it does not go to the federal government. But they do, out of the kindness of their heart, give billions of dollars back to the federal government each year. 
Amen. But they keep about 60 to 80 to 100 billion and separated mm -hmm. amongst their little family. That's why these families own 1%. The 1% own 99%. Just curious. I just curious. Has your pastor spoken out against the government? Has your pastor yep. from the pulpit spoken out about the illegal taxation? Has your government, has your pastor spoken out against the, the deception they're teaching our children? Is your pastor doing that? Because here's what it is. We look in the mirror. We've met the enemy. It's us. See you tomorrow.